Hello and welcome to Wait For Real, a true crime and paranormal podcast. I'm Grace. And I'm Katie. And welcome to 2024. That's right. I can't believe it's 2024. It's horrifying. No, it's wonderful. I mean, yeah, like this year has to be better. Like, I yeah. don't, I, it doesn't have a choice. Risky because it's already an election layer. I'm going to so. gaslight this year into thinking it's a better year. Okay. Gaslight ourselves. We're going to be Delulu by the end of this year, if nothing else. Seriously, that's actually all I'm going for at this point. <laughs> that's right. We hope you had a wonderful holiday and New Year's. Uh, yes. We were down for the count for a week. I had COVID. I, we were not planning on taking a break at all this no. year. We were just going to. Keep yeah. going. So now this is officially the start of season three, though. Yes, season three. That's crazy. Isn't it? People have listened wow. to us for this long. I know. <laughs> My jokes are still funny. <laughs> they're not. No. Someone just like writes in. They're like, they're actually not funny. Shut up. <laughs> Nobody has ever written. I'm just kidding. I not you. <laughs> this year, I'm going to set our resolutions for the podcast. Oh, boy. We want more listener stories. This is from you guys. Resolutions for you. Oh, it's yeah. homework. <laughs> you guys have homework. <laughs> we want more listener stories more interaction give it to us um and we are gonna add recommendations for books music shows other podcasts whatever we're feeling that week yes which we'll talk about on the first wednesday of every month and then we'll post a separate episode damn episode nope i was like what (laughs) grace is like holy shit like katie Um, we did not discuss this we'll post the second instagram (laughs) post where you can see pictures of what we're talking about um and then i would like this year to be the year that we get we're able to videotape our episodes i want this to be the year where we get our tiktok together i know you hate that okay we'll work on it we're gonna get there yeah we're gonna get there we're just gonna not let you read the comments yeah i'm just gonna have to send the videos to i'm just gonna record them and then put them in drafts and then you have to post them yeah that's fine i'll do that i can handle that like the people want to hear from you not from me (laughs) no No, i'm just kidding oh man so anyways that's one of our first goals i guess or resolutions resolutions is there anything else or are we just jumping right into true crime news no i wanted to recommend a book oh right sorry gosh week of the month grace was with me when i got this book um, it is called The Shadows by Alex North, and honestly, one of the best books I've read recently, which every book I read, I say, I'm like, wow, this is the best book I've ever read. <laughs> so I will read you the synopsis, which is, you, nope, yep, <laughs> you knew a teenager like Charlie Crabtree, a dark imagination, a sinister smile, always on the outside of the group. Some part of you suspected he might be capable of doing something awful. 25 years ago, Crabtree did just that committing a murder so shocking that it's attracted that strange kind of infamy that only exists on the darkest corners of the internet and has inspired more than one copycat. Paul Adams remembers the case all too well. Crabtree and his victim were Paul's friends. Paul has slowly put his life back together, but now his mother, old and suffering from dementia, has taken a turn for the worse. Though every inch of him resists, it is time to come home. It's not long before things start to go wrong. Paul learns that the Detective Amanda Beck is investigating another copycat that is struck in in the nearby town of Featherbank. His mother is distressed, and then it just ends at that. Jeez. Yeah. It was so good, though. I highly recommend it. We'll post a picture of it on Friday. Yeah. You got to remind me to post the picture. I'll post it. Okay. (laughs) Um, And then did you want to do true crime news, too? Yes. Okay. 
sexual assault cases are formally removed from the U.S. military chain of command. Wait, what? A new system that will put independent lawyers in charge of the prosecution of sexual assault cases in the U.S. military took effect this past Thursday, marking a significant change uh, to the way the Department of Defense tries those accused of an offense. As a result of the change, sexual assault and other serious crimes will shift away from military commanders to legal organizations within each military service called the Offices of Special Trial Counsel. The reform comes after years of efforts by members of Congress and others to counter a troubling rise in sexual assault within the armed forces. Okay, so this has moved in the in the right direction. Yes. Okay. When you started that statement, I was like, oh no, I'm mad. <laughs> no, no. And now it makes sense. It's going in the right direction. <sighs> Thank God. Yeah. We needed it. Well, that's crazy. So it's good true crime news. Yes, we needed it. And this week we're switching it up. Yeah. I wanted to do an episode. Yeah. Um, and it's not anything based on like my conspiracy corner or anything like no, that. No, she's doing a true crime episode. This I is am. shocking. This is big. I'm going to watch me just completely mess it up. I'm like, well, sorry, guys. No, you're going to do great. I saw like a, you know, 30 second video on reels or whatever about this case. And I was like, you know what? That'd be really interesting to learn more about it. So I looked into it and then I texted Katie and I was like, hey, any chance I can do an episode? I was like, hell yeah. I'm, <laughs> I do not want to write an episode for this week. I was like, <laughs> Had COVID and then I was out of town at the end of it. So I was like... You were seeing Hannah with the bangs. That's right. Hannah with the bangs. You guys both have bangs now. Now she doesn't have bangs anymore. They grew out. What the hell? She's not Hannah with the bangs anymore. <laughs> I'm still going to call her that. I'm upset. <laughs> I didn't know this happened. This is this is a big development. <laughs> Hannah with the bangs, if you're listening, get bangs. Yeah, really. What the heck? Um, okay. So yeah, for this week, I'm going to do the storytelling. Bear with me, y'all, because I'm always all over the place. And I hope that this all makes sense. <laughs> we support. I'll ask clarifying questions if it doesn't make sense. And if I don't have an answer. All right. Because okay. there's not a lot of them. Sometimes that happens. <laughs> okay. So to get started, I am going to state like the general information about this person because they are still considered missing. So if you don't stay at the end of the episode, but I hope you do, you should at least know this information ahead of time. Okay. So his name is Nicholas Kyle Downey. He is 37 years old at disappearance, but I guess his birthday is January 1st. So he oh, actually just man. turned 38. Okay. Uh, he was last seen of February 27th of 2023, and his location or where he lives is Bristol, Florida. Okay. And the status, like I said, is he's still considered missing. And it says that he's an endangered missing person. Okay. Yeah. Um, which I had to understand what that meant. Um, he is a white male with green hazel eyes and brown hair. Originally, he was stated to have no tattoos or scars to note, but his mother has since come out saying that he has an anatomically correct heart tattoo on his chest. Okay. And the missing person report was opened in Gulfport, Mississippi. Oh. Yeah, we're going all over the place today. I took a lot of screenshots and maps to try to make sense of all this. Okay. It was very confusing. So... Um, on February 27th, 2023, the Liberty County Sheriff's Department, which is in Florida, received information regarding an abandoned vehicle in a hunting lease near Turkey Creek Road. Okay. So first things first, hunting lease land. What this means is that essentially it's like hundreds and hundreds of acres that people can rent to essentially hunt hunt during certain hunting seasons. So instead of like, you know, going to a national park and trying to, you know, hunt amongst like not national park. Oh, um, I was like, are you allowed to hunt in a national, national park? National forests. You yeah. Can. Yeah. 
So like instead of, you know, going to a national forest and competing with other people, you can hunt on private land. That's kind of cool. Yeah, Smart. it's a thing. Monetize yeah, that shit, right? <laughs> Do we have any land? No, we have like literally zero <laughs> outdoor negative, space. Negative land somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the before I get into like actually talking about the abandoned vehicle and everything along those lines, that's sort of what like the headlines all started as is like an abandoned vehicle is found in the middle of nowhere. The person is missing. We didn't at the time they didn't even know who it was. Okay. So. I don't know for sure what he does for a living, but Nick was working in Bradenton, Florida. Okay. And he had a rental uh, house in Mississippi. Okay. So for those who don't know, Bradenton is near Tampa. Yeah. That's a good point. I probably should have said that. Um, so basically what was going on at the time is that he was taking a week off of work and he was going to make a trip to Mississippi to see his wife. His wife, Holly, was in an inpatient rehabilitation center. We don't know for what. Okay. We don't know any information. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. It, shockingly, they won't tell you. <laughs> wow. What? It's almost like patients have privacy. <laughs> right? Um, so basically, he was going to go up to see her, take the week off of work, and go um, spend time with her, and then come back to go back to work the following Monday. Okay. So he did not want to drive his own personal vehicle, so he wanted to rent a vehicle. So to do so, he rented a Tesla. And okay. he rented a Tesla through the app Turo. <laughs> Grace has personal beef with just kidding. I do have personal beef with Turo though. I didn't know if you wanted to tell <laughs> Like everyone can know that I have beef with Turo. I think we may have talked about it before. Yeah, because they banned me for no reason. Yeah. What? Hmm. Um, yeah. So, anyways. That is going to play a big part into later on of how it's a Tesla one and two, it was a rental. So I can only imagine how this got effed up because of Turo. <laughs> okay. It wasn't Turo's fault. <laughs> oh God. No, I mean like, no, not him missing, but like, I can just imagine how this got messier because it was like a rental car and it's not through like an agency. So it's like right? a little bit more ambiguous. I feel like. Exactly. So this is another thing, too, we're going to have to talk about, like, privacy and things like that, because Teslas freak me out because they know so much information about the person in the car and also yeah. the cameras on the outside. So he had gone and seen his wife, and he was on his way back, okay? So he had left. I'm pulling up my map. Do, 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 do. He was in Gulfport, Mississippi, mm -hmm. and then he was returning back yeah. to Florida, so Gulfport, Mississippi, where his house is, is like probably it's pretty close to Florida in it terms is. like for those who don't know, because I had literally had to look at multiple maps. It's like Mississippi's basically like hugging Florida in a way. The west the west top of the panhandle. Yes. So yeah, you're gonna have to look at a map or look at the pictures that I posted. Well, yeah, I was like, Grace will post them. Yeah, and I'll make it more easy to distinguish where everything is okay. because I was trying to do like Google Maps to see the driving distance for everything, but I nothing was like properly lining up, and I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> okay, so again, he is leaving. He's on his way back. He stops in a town called Mariana. Okay, Mariana, Florida, which is like an hour and a half west of Tallahassee. So we're still in the okay. panhandle. Remember, he has to get all the way back down towards Tampa. That's a really long drive. Yes. So, and again, there's no timestamps or anything for any of this information. It is very vague, which is the which weirdest is part. Which is surprising because it's a Tesla. Well, I'm thinking that there's more to the story that we're just not getting. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I tried to get the police report and all that stuff, and I couldn't because you have to like pay, which is rude. Depending on the state, Mississippi was the people that filed the missing persons. Yeah, so well, yeah. I guess you whatever. Well, yeah, <laughs> moving on. I'm like, well, okay. So, anyways, it, he was driving back on a Sunday evening. He had pulled off I-10, which is the major highway, and he wanted to recharge the vehicle. That makes sense mm-hmm. because, as you know, Teslas are electronic vehicles. Yeah. So he had pulled to a car like charging spot that was behind a McDonald's again in Mariana. And there's security video footage near the charging station that shows a single person in the distinctive car stopping, getting out to charge, and then later driving away. It does not tell you how long he sat there to charge the vehicle. They do not release any information of how charged the vehicle was when he left the station. How long does it take to charge a vehicle? Because I feel like... Depends on the location. The car that we had in Seattle was a scam. <laughs> yeah, I know that. But like, I feel like it, w- it would have taken forever. So you can charge a Tesla at a supercharging station in like under an hour. Okay, not bad. It just depends on if it was a supercharging station. We don't. Okay. I don't have any of that information, which is so frustrating. Yeah. As soon as I got like halfway through researching this case, I was like, what the hell? I was like, why aren't they giving me more information? Because <laughs> it's active. Right? I'm like, oh, that's rude. Okay. So again, charges. He, uh, The person takes the charger out, drives off. Instead of getting back on I-10, which is the way to get home, what? You said the person. So it's Nick or it's not Nick? So they're saying it's a single person with the distinctive features of him. So probably that might, Nick. Yes. Could but be they, Nick. Yeah. Could not be Nick. Well, because then I went down a Reddit thread about that whole thing. Okay. So anyways, the car was supposed to get back onto I-10 to then continue south, but instead it pulled onto uh, State Road 71 mm-hmm. and headed a different direction. So I-10 sort of like cuts east a little bit while yeah. 71 goes directly straight south. Like, towards the water of the panhandle, okay? What? I don't know if you know the answer to this. Now oh, I know how. Now I know how this happens to you. <laughs> like, even numbers and odd num- right? Isn't there something to even, num- even number and odd number highways? Like, one runs east to west, and one runs north to south. So, so I, I think, think I, like, so I-4 runs east to west. Yeah. And then, like, something like 91 would run north to south. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, so technically I-10 would then be running east to west. But I guess since it's, like, going south in my head, I'm like... No, I know what you... You said east for I-10. I was just trying to remember. Yeah, that's right. You are a PhD, a doctor. A doctor. A whole-ass doctor. So if there's ever uh, a medical emergency and someone's like, is there a doctor here? You should be like, I'm a doctor. Don't do that. But I'm just saying. I would never. Ever, ever, ever. I'd be already I'm the reason there's a medical emergency, actually. Let's be real. (laughs) Have you seen the meme where it's like (laughs) someone on a plane? uh, Is there a doctor here? And then someone's like, I'm a medical doctor. And they're like, oh, wrong kind of doctor. (laughs) I wanted to talk about uh, physics, actually. Um, okay. So anyways, he's going south, not the direction that was intended. You might be thinking, that's weird. Why would that person, why would we know this information? And that's because Teslas are creepy. So the change in plan alarmed the car's owner. So the owner of the vehicle, what do you know this? Oh, I was just thinking like, because it's so like in sync, it would notify them if they're going too far away, I would imagine. That something along those lines. But yeah. basically, Robbie Chambers, who's the owner of the Tesla, and the Tesla was based out of basically Tampa at that point, yeah. was following the vehicle's progress through the app. 
which is, <laughs> I don't like the idea of somebody watching me drive their car. That's like super weird to me. Yeah. Regardless, saw that it was supposed to be headed back to Tampa because he had the car, he had to flip the car overnight to basically re-rent it out the next day. Okay. So again, he was waiting, being like, why isn't the car back? Why isn't the car back? He looks, he sees that the car went off of the original scheduled programming or plan. Yeah. And then he didn't see anything else. Basically, what you can do if you're a Tesla owner is you can send like a text to the car. And what that does is it reads the, t- the message aloud to the driver and also puts it up on the dashboard. So it alerts the driver audio and also visual. Okay. Saying like, hey, message. So what he said is that he sent a text in the car with the display message on the dashboard and it read to him aloud. And it said, hello, are you making your way here? Question mark. I see you're driving in the opposite direction with no chargers nearby. I hope everything is okay. Okay. Because again, like we didn't know how charging worked. Like you got to know where a charging station is way before you even make your journey anywhere. Yeah. If you're like low battery, you can't just be like, oh, I'll just find one. You don't know, especially when you're kind of in the middle of nowhere. So I want to clarify really quick. Yeah. You said he's going the opposite direction. So is he like going back towards Mrs. Uh, So basically what was happening is that he was coming east across the state. Okay. He's in the panhandle. Yes. He stops to get gas and then he's supposed to start going east down. Yeah. Towards the main chunk of the state. Right. What is there a name for it? Central Florida. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm just going to see myself out. But instead, I think the person saying opposite direction is not like the right terminology because basically okay. what's he just happening. He started going a different direction. He did. But so he's basically, going away. he was going into the middle of nowhere. Away he was from going, Tampa. Correct. correct. Okay. That's what I was wondering. He was going south, like straight down instead of going over. So he was about, I'll show you a picture. <laughs> okay. I was like, because I'm just confused. Because if yeah. you go south from the panhandle straight down, you're on the west coast, you're actually going to end up. Yes, in the water. <laughs> I can't imagine the Tesla's going to drive into the water. Oh, he's still in the panhandle. Yes. I'm imagining he's like in the panhandle, no, but no, over no, like no, closer sorry. to Tallahassee. Like he's, he could no. go straight down to Tampa that way. <laughs> I'm like, actually, technically, if you just go straight down, <laughs> I think no. you would end up where you're going. So <laughs> basically, I'll show you a picture here in a minute, but this is going to make sense. So again, we said that the Tesla owner said, I hope everything is okay. He never hears from the guy. He never responds because if you're driving the vehicle, you can do an auditory response or you can say like, send a message back to the owner or whatever. Can they like lock the vehicle? Like does the Tesla, okay. Yeah. Like driver have the ability to like stop the car. They can't stop the car, but they can like lock the doors, unlock the doors and like, okay. but the car, like once it's in drive, they can't manipulate it. it. Okay. Correct. Yeah. That would be too scary. That would be terrifying. So that was Sunday night, okay? The following Monday, or the next day, the Tesla was found abandoned on a large, like I said, the hunting lease land off of Turkey Creek Road, which is in Liberty County. So let me explain what this means. So again, the last known location that we saw him was Mariana, where he was at the McDonald's charging the car. Then we knew that the car went south. Yeah. It went south about 45 minutes is where it was found. So let me show you a map. So up here at the top is Mariana. That's where he had stopped to charge. He should have gotten on I-10 and gone yeah. this way. Instead, he got on 17, went south, and the car was found here. It's not as weird as it was like sounding because he technically could have kept going over. I mean, he's taking a way longer way. Correct. Now let's talk about 
car being found, etc. So again, we said that the Tesla was found abandoned. The vehicle had gone under a cable that was blocking access to the road. Oh, like it had fallen or? So no. So this is like a cable that like private property, like a fence almost. Like a, yes. Okay. But like a, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like I think they called a cable, not a chain link though. So whatever. Must've just been difference in material. Yeah. So basically the car was left with like white transfer paint. It had left white transfer paint on the cable itself, which is why they knew it was the car because the car was white. And then on top of that, the windshield of the vehicle was uh, cracked. Oh shit. That sucks. Correct. So it had damaged part of the windshield. The cable had paint on it that matched the paint of the vehicle. Was the car underneath the cable? It had gone past it. Okay. It had gone past it. So let me show you a picture of the car. And also this will make sense of the location. So in Florida, there's a ton of roads that are like super sandy, depending on where you are. But this is basically like, this looks like the middle of nowhere. Okay. So I'm showing you a picture of the car and that's where it was found. Oh yeah. So it's like heavily like wooded. Or something. Yeah, it almost it's private property. It looks like at that point, you know what I mean. It must be for like hunters to drive in. Exactly, there. which is interesting because it's like how would you just know to go to that road? Anyways, there was a very little amount of charge left on the vehicle, so the car wasn't on E. It wasn't completely dead. The car had been put in park, turned off, and still had charge left. I have another question. Yes, I'm just full of them. Do Teslas have keys? No, that well, they have like uh, credit cards. It looks like a credit card you keep in your wallet. Okay. Or you can have like a fob or but an app on your phone. Have to have something. Yes. Okay. So again, little charge left on it, but the car could have kept going if it needed to. Right. That's, I guess, pretty important. Wait, one more question. Yeah. If a car, if a Tesla is off, it's like parked somewhere. Is yeah. it losing charge? It depends on the model. Some okay. of them like actually can like have solar panels on the top and like oh, get cool. a charge, all that okay. stuff. Yeah. Moral story is the car is more expensive than I mm. will ever see. Mm-hmm. So found inside the vehicle were some of the personal items of Nick's. So first was a change of clothing, okay. a drone. And the reason why he had a drone is that they believed it was part of his job. Okay. Which again, I don't know anything about the job. It just said that it was part of his work. A McDonald's receipt from whenever he stopped to charge the vehicle. Yeah. And two cell phones. One mm-hmm. was the phone that was in his name. And then the other belonged to his wife. So he had taken his wife's cell phone from the rehab facility because personal phones were no longer allowed. Okay. So he had taken it and was bringing it back with him. There was also a small amount of an unknown substance that will be that has since been turned over to a lab for testing, but they never released what it was. Did they say where it was found? Nope. Oh. <laughs> I would imagine it's like in the floorboards, if I had to guess. Oh, yeah, probably. Like some, like some kind of residue. Yeah, of some sort. And the only reason why fam- the Nick's family found out that he was missing is because his wife gets a phone call every Monday and called his cell phone and a deputy picked it up. So did the Tesla owner like report the car, like notice that it had been stopped for an extended period of time? No. So basically the reason why the Tesla owner ended up getting involved is because the police contacted him because they were they got the license plate. The deputy Mm. called him and then he unlocked the vehicle for them. I just think it's weird. I'm not casting shade on him at all. It's just like he was literally watching him drive back and then he doesn't notice that he's just sitting there. So then that's the thing too is that comes into play. Like somebody on Reddit was saying like people steal cars from Turo all the time. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So he thought maybe he like – so they were saying like he probably didn't even – he just thought, oh, somebody's stealing my car now. Great. Yeah. 
So in terms of understanding the car situation, and for people who don't understand Turo, if you haven't listened to me, we're rich, uh, bitch about them. <laughs> so the car was worth $80,000. Wow. And he picked it up on t- in Tampa on the February 26th. It was due to be returned that Sunday night. He had a, the owner of the vehicle chambers had a rental due for the next day, and he charged about $130 a day for the car. Okay. So pretty decent. Yeah, not bad. So the rental process is contactless, meaning that you don't have to interact with the driver or the owner of the vehicle because it's done through the app. So he had actually never met Nick. All the credit card payment had gone through and he unlocked the car remotely for Nick whenever he had gotten um, to the pickup spot spot and then told him where the fob was inside the vehicle. Okay. So this is also interesting. Nick's mother, who lives in Kentucky, authorized the payment on her credit card. Because he could not find his wallet at the time. Wait, authorize what payment? The, the, Turo? the Turo payment. Yeah, and these motherfuckers didn't want to let my license go through? Yeah. The, wait, that's weird, though, because, like, you... How last... Do we know when he rented it? Like, when he booked it? Mm-mm. Because your card is lost for that long? You know, like, I, you don't know, know you're going up? And the thing is, is the only reason why she knew something was up is because she had to have access to the Turo app, and since it was on her credit card... She was sort of like kept in the loop of what, what was, was going, going on, on with Turo. Wow. Yeah. So the other thing that's crazy is there's a phone record showing that his mother spoke to him at 8.30 p.m. that Sunday. Yeah. That he went missing. 8.30 p.m. Yes. Do we know what time? Okay. Nope. We don't know any other times. I'm okay. sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> so in terms of location of the vehicle, a couple of things which are pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, one, there were no footprints around the vehicle. That's weird. And so the sheriff of Liberty County, which is Buddy Monty, uh, said something was not adding up because there was no foot- footprints found at the scene. Hmm. Yeah. How is that possible? I don't know. <laughs> the other thing you got to think about here, which is interesting, is that there's a lot of different counties at play and also different states right because again he has his rental place that in gulfport yeah where he and his wife were staying technically then he has bradenton which is where he was working right and then you also have liberty county which is where he the car went missing or the car was found yeah so basically it seems like it was a clusterfuck in terms of jurisdiction yeah Yeah. and getting information out etc so the sheriff's office of Liberty County, along with a canine tracking team from the actual Liberty County in- Correctional Institute, so institution, so the prison, mm-hmm. um, they searched the woods that Monday morning. Like as soon as they found the vehicle, they were like, something's not right. They immediately started looking for it. They had helicopters involved. Like I said, wow. canines, nothing was found. Okay. Um. And then basically what happened is then they argued over who got the car. And so then Florida Department of Law Enforcement in Tallahassee took the vehicle. We don't know anything else about the vehicle now. I was going to say I'm surprised that FDLE didn't step in, but that makes sense. What's that? The Florida Department of Law Enforcement. Oh. And for those of you that don't know, each state has, like, you'll hear, like, the GBI, the TBI, so, which is, like, the state version of the FBI, but because this is Florida, it can't be called FBI, which is why it's called (laughs) FDLE, the Florida Department of law enforcement. So it is the state version of the FBI. Wow. Just so you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm learning a lot. So a couple of things more about Nick and his relationship with family, etc. 
So he's very close with his mother. So again, his mother lives in Kentucky. That's where he was born and raised from what I could deduce from my research. Yeah. Um, and they usually video chat three to five times a week. Uh, they talk on the phone at least every single day. Uh, and then she said, is quoted saying, there's no circumstance that he would not touch base with me. Um, she says that she does need to note that in the past, he did have a little run in with drugs and alcohol with one arrest, but he had been completely okay and fine and had no, there was no cause for concern. Right. Nick has a 16 year old son and a daughter who are 13 and they both live with their biological mother in Kentucky. Okay. Uh, so not very far from where her, like his mother, grandmother, everybody lives. Yeah. And everybody's panicking. No one knows where he is. There's no information out there. And that's like literally all we know. So I did some more digging and I tried to find out any information because like sometimes, you know, like groups will start like Facebook pages yeah. and all those things. There's not much out there. Wow. I did find some family members Facebook pages and I was looking through those and I saw they had posts of saying like, you know, this person's missing in their relation to them. Any information would be greatly appreciated, but it almost seems like it's like small town. Nobody really took it and ran with it in a way, which is super sad. Um, but if FDLE took the car, that means they have their own investigation or they're at least helping out with it. Right. And so I tried looking into all any reports and there's nothing that was coming up from what I could find. It's wild. So maybe there is and you're just better at finding those things. But regardless, um, nobody really, there's been no development since this happened. That's all we know? Yeah. <gasps> so let me, I might have missed a couple things. Let me make sure I go back through my notes here. But if anyone has information or you've heard about this or you might know something or you have suggestions of what could be have happened, they want you to contact the Liberty County Sheriff's Office at 850-643-2235. Or you can reach out to the family directly at findnickdowney at gmail.com. I will make sure to put that in the story notes and all that stuff so you can reach out if needed. I'll make sure to include a picture of him as well. Let me show Katie because I never showed you a picture of him. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. And again, this area where his car was found is super rural. And it's like, it's super weird because like they have like their own like news, like blog basically. And so like they'd post and be like, there was a car found today. And then the next post would be like, it was a Tesla. Like that's a big deal. And then like the next post was like, there was nobody in the car. And like, so like all of this stuff was piecemealed together in a way. Yeah. That is so wild. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think happened? So there's a couple of different things. I think one is the one theory I have is that he wasn't in the car at that point. Something happened at McDonald's. Somebody else got in the vehicle. And then they realized at some point, oh, wait, the vehicle has GPS or they, they got that message from yeah the person and they thought, shit, it's not worth it. And they abandoned the car. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't explain the no footprints. Mm-hmm. Unless somebody like purposely like tried to cover their tracks. That's really hard to do. Yeah. Like, your own, were there actually no footprints or is this 
I mean, that's what was quoted from the... I'm just saying, how do we uh, know for sure that there weren't? Or did people step over them and by the time they realized they should be looking for footprints? I'm not That's true. That could be the police too. department. I'm just saying, like, there can't not be... Foot- like, someone left the car. Someone. Or was whether it aliens? was Nick. Sorry. Okay, honestly. <laughs> no. Um, I think you're right, though. I think... I think it might not have even been him at the McDonald's. Right. What's to say that he even got back in the car after seeing his wife? But then where is he? I don't know. I have no idea. And there's nothing out there about it either. Like, there's no updates. There's no... The only thing I could find was, like like I said, his previous arrest, which was for, like, private stolen property or something. Oh, like a minor theft. Um... But then, like, also you'd think that, like, if there were a body or anything on that land, someone's going to find it. Whether it's hunters or, you know, like. And and, it's not like they didn't try to look for them. Right. And to be honest, that kind of just happens a lot when people go missing in wooded areas or mountains or anything like that. People will look everywhere and then years later they'll find the body in a spot that they looked. Oh, my God. That reminds me of that case, like what you just said of that guy who, like. They searched everywhere and then they found the person in the cave where they found the guy on the tree and stuff. Yes. Yes. Where they said that they had looked there before. Yeah. And it's especially common in like mountainous areas. Yeah. So maybe, but here's my thing is like, if they deployed like helicopters, I'm assuming they had infrared at that point, right? Body heat. Not always. I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah, Like ground penetrating radar. Yeah. And the thing that's interesting is there's not much out there about this beyond this. I have a morbid, Um, morbid question. Oh boy. So like if someone is dead yeah. and their body is cold, yeah. right? And you have like a heat radar, is it going to pick up the body? I would assume no. That's a good like, point. Like as clearly as it would a living. Yeah, there's person. no way. Hmm. That's a good point. That's not that morbid. That's pretty fair. I mean, just because it's like a dead body, but. Yeah. I mean, that's like dogs are trained in smelling cadavers. Well, Grace and I are going to go up to Liberty County and um, we'll seriously, <laughs> it makes no I'm sense. I'm like, to I need me. us to rent that lot. How much does it cost? I have no idea. Renting? I didn't try to rent it. I was a little, little too. Uh, Maybe I'll rent it. We'll drive up there. Out. A little weekend trip. <laughs> a little weekend trip. Nobody else would be on the lot with us. <laughs> no, the lots are. It's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of acres. Each lot is like the, it's one ginormous lot that you like. Oh, I thought there was like split no, up. no, no, no. Like this is like some like a family owns all the land. So let's just say, going with the theory that unfortunately he's no longer with us. Okay. Do you think what he was in? He's in that lot. No, I don't either. Because I also, think something. I think foul play happened before. But it had to have happen outside of the car. Yeah, yeah. Because there's nothing in the car. Mm-mm. But then there's cameras on the outside of Tesla's. And that's what is my next thing I was going to bring up is like something's not adding up because why is the Tesla information not more readily available? It's because it's an open investigation. Because <sighs> you would think something would have, I mean. There has to be information on the exact time he stopped, the exact time that he went off route, right? the exact time that the car stopped and shut off. I know that information is in there mm-hmm. because when a car crashes, there's, I know it doesn't tell you that much, but they have the Tesla black does. boxes, so to speak. Teslas are insane. I know. So I'm like, tell me, I right? need, I'm going to call the big- FDLE. <laughs> tell me what Archie is looking at you like you've hung the moon. 
I'm incredible. I know. Thank you, Archie. <laughs> no, so that's the thing job. that stresses me out is like this small town was like, oh my God, a Tesla. But at the same time, I'm like, the Tesla should know everything. If it's able to tell the owner, hey, we're going off course, and the owner can send it a text message and be like, hey guys, how you doing? Where's Payne Lindsay? Someone contact Payne Lindsay. He he is famous like, for the Up and Vanish podcast. It's the oh. first podcast I ever listened to. And the first cold case that he did where he went to the small town to talk to everybody about it, he solved it. Of course he did. That's, that's incredible. amazing. Well, so that's why I'm like, something's not adding up with this. It's not. I need to know what happened. Now you know how I feel every time we talk about cases that don't have answers. I love covering this content because I think it's important because, you know, maybe, like you said, someone could, someone knows something. Mm-hmm. They saw something that day. Even if they think, even if you think that it's nothing, just, just call, you can do it anonymously. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't have to tell people your name. Nope. Yeah. It's wild, isn't it? Ah, oh, that's sad. It's so sad. Sad for his family. I am too. There's no updates. I couldn't find anything about his wife. I couldn't find anything about his kids. Him, nothing. He also didn't have a LinkedIn. Annoying. Mm, he might no. have been like a blue collar worker. Yep. Very small town esque. Like his family in Kentucky is like. Yeah. And yeah. Bradenton has a lot of like blue, it's a lot of blue collar workers. Yeah. So, moral of the story is we don't have an answer. I hope but we can find one. I'm going to look into the FTLE. Not as yeah. like they're bad. I'm just saying, I'm going to be like, give, yeah, me, look into give, me, give me information. Seriously, because I was clicking buttons and trying to find stuff. But it's it wasn't... really hard to find information. I have to it every is. time I do cases. I think you did great research and I just want to call his mom or something and be like, right? Hey, how you doing, girl? Can we help we'll you? We'll come up there. Seriously, we're ready. Yeah. We're I done work, with school. I work remotely. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> I can pretend to work remote. <laughs> yeah, perfect. And if you work with us, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't plan a happy corner because I was so focused on this episode. It's okay. I can pull one up. Okay, cool. All right. So I found some like cute little snippets that prove that the world isn't total shit. Oh, God. We need that for 2024. So I'm just going to read a couple of them. Okay. So starting off strong with lives are getting longer again. After a hiatus due to the pandemic, global life expect- expectancy grew again in 2023. Today, it is 73 years, which is up 12 years from 1980. Holy crap. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, from, like, last year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another one is that more people believe their city is a good place for gay or lesbian people to live. Oh, yay. In 2005, only 20% of the world's population thought that I thought that, and now it is 50%. For example, in Mexico, the figure has ridden from 39% to 64%. Oh, that's amazing. And then we have t- uh, the malaria vaccines have arrived. The first vaccine was proven effective on the ground. Infant mortality from any cause dropped by 13% uh, where it was administered. Wow, that's amazing. This is some good news. <laughs> okay, so this says dementia cases fall. The incidence of Alzheimer's and similar diseases decreased by 30% in 15 years. Oh, my gosh. The drop is not due to a drug, although there are promising ones, but the higher educational level level of the new generations. <gasps> wow. So there is a benefit of us going to college? I guess so. We were literally just talking about We this. seriously were. Jeez. Wow. It says it protects the mind from decline. Oh, my God. Holy shit. That's amazing. Amazing. So there is hope for us. Maybe. Wow. Oh my God. 
Jeez. That's amazing. Okay, I'm sorry I cut you off. You're good. You're good. That's just good news we need. And I was going to say that's also like hopefully more good news we'll have is that this case gets solved. I hope so. We yeah. will keep you guys up- updated. We try to stay on top of all of these cases. Yeah, we do. It's just it's I I definitely had a moment when I was researching this over the weekend where I realized how many other people are missing in just oh, like certain right. It's horrifying. I want to do more missing person cases i think we need to there is another podcast not up and vanished but it's called vanished i think and the girl who does it is amazing it's a really big podcast but she always has the families on and they talk about oh, wow. their, like, missing loved one and like oh, my the days leading up to it and what they know yeah see it's definitely information that needs to get out there yeah and i hope that you know by us talking about that maybe someone gets knows. out there again yeah for real Please, please, please send your information along to them. Again, we'll have the phone number and the email in our bio yes. for the episode. Um, also in our bio, you will see our usual uh, notes of follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Tiki Talk. We're going to start it up again this year. <laughs> it's going to happen, guys. 2024 <laughs> is our year. That's right. Our tag is at wait for real pod, P O D. Um, if you have a story to tell us, or if you want to give us some updates on what you think is happening in this story, please feel free to reach out to us. You can DM us. You can send us an email, which is waitforrealpod at gmail.com. Or if you have case recommendations, yes, we'll take them. Take them. We'll take them. They're ours now. Mine. Yeah. Yes. TM, TM. They're mine now. <laughs> um, uh, what else do we need to add for the end of the week? Or the end of the episode. Oh my gosh, I don't even know where end I am of the right week. now. Because the days blend together at the end of the year, beginning of the year, whatever. Um... <laughs> Is there anything else? Nope. All right. Stay safe oh, out there, y'all. Send us a, or give us a review on Apple. Yes. If you have time, it helps us out so much. Yeah. 2024 resolution for you guys. Give us reviews. Yeah. We just have a lot of things for you guys to do, I We guess. have a lot of expectations. But Please tell us through. things you want us to do. We'll yeah, do it. Probably. We will. Maybe. If it's reasonable. If it's crying, I'm really good at that. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's weird. Yeah. Don't be weird. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be weird about it, please. Okay. Or you can be a little weird. Yeah. Just a little bit. We need to stop before we get ahead of ourselves. Okay. And like we always like to end our episodes. Go to therapy. And don't forget to leave the lights on. Mm-hmm.